Hey everybody, and welcome to the next episode of It's Bananas with Jeremy Fisher. This is episode 12. Um, this show happens every Monday at 9 a.m. Thank you guys so much for, for listening. Uh, check us out on YouTube, Spotify, um, any major like podcast site. We'll do, we're going to be doing this every Monday at 9 a.m. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe as well. Um, I have with me a very special guest, Sean Small. I haven't met him until today, but he's, <laughs> we've all seen each other do some stand-up comedy, so I'm glad that he's, actually, uh, that he's here talking with me. Uh, right now, so thank you so much, Sean, hey, for, for coming hey, out. Happy to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Sean, um, how did how did you like get started in the stand-up comedy? I really, I really want to know that. Uh, it's a funny story. I um, I loved comedy my whole life. I mm-hmm. loved stand-up. I always watched it. And um, about a little while, a couple of years ago, I was doing um, some drop-in classes at Second City. I was doing like improv stuff. Okay. Sort of like to test myself and sort of see if I was funny. Uh, and then I went to a Second City. Uh, show mm-hmm. and at the end of the show they do typically like a, an improv set. Okay. And I'm sitting up front mm-hmm. and they pulled me on stage and I got completely embarrassed in mm-hmm. front of everyone. Like everyone just like ran circles around me. I couldn't keep up. I thought it was funny and clearly I just didn't have the chops or even the tenacity to even, you know, get, get it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So immediately after that I signed up for like level one improv at Second City. Okay. And I did all those levels, did a second level afterwards. And at that point, I felt confident enough to do like that the bucket list, like do okay. like I want to do stand up, um, but I'm terrified of public speaking. Mm-hmm. Like I would spend like, presentations in school, just physically shaking on stage and stuttering, yeah, just to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew that I had to get over that, and the best way to do it is just to fail in front of people. Yeah, so exactly. I, I, so I did. I did the one class, and I thought that was it. I thought I can put a pin in all of this. Yeah. Um, but as of the last year, I left my old job, and I was like, I want to do things that challenge me and are terrifying and mm-hmm. stand-up was a thing so since yeah. February well, I've been well I mean like what they say is like stand-up comedy is like literally like public speaking itself is like people would rather die than do public speaking like people would rather yeah. swim in shark infested waters and talk in front of like a group of people like but, it's the number one fear of like yes. anybody around and the, the weird thing is with public speaking you just speak but mm-hmm. stand-up you speak but every like 15 seconds you want an audio like, you, you, you want a response yeah, you want you a want physical a response, response yeah exactly which makes it worse because i can i can do a speech and be like okay at the end i don't know they might clap or not mm-hmm. but it's not every 15 seconds yeah of some sort of so it's mm-hmm. it's it's like the worst thing but i i love it it's yeah so, it's so rewarding when you get that one laugh. The thing that I like the most is like when you do a really good show and then yeah. people come up to you afterwards and like, oh, that's really that was a really good set or like, yeah, really funny. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah, it makes it feel so good. I'm like, ah, I'm getting on the right path. Exactly. I did a show last night mm-hmm. and it went okay. I thought it went well. Yeah. And then afterwards, people coming up to you and saying, I had a great set and stuff. Just it just reminds you, like, oh, I, I did better mm-hmm. than I thought, right? You know, like you can't always hear all the laughs or something. So it was it was really nice just mm-hmm. to get that and know that I'm progressing in the right direction yeah exactly as long as you're like like showing progression like you're you can physically see yeah do you do you record any of your sets i record all my sets do you just do audio recording or do you do video as well i do audio because mostly a lot of the time i go to open mics by myself Mm -hmm. or i do shows and like i have friends there but typically they just do photos and stuff okay um i did the audio and i do this thing my teacher taught me was like um just write down word for word the entire set. Yeah. And hit enter at every single laugh. Yeah, that's a that's a huge thing that's been going around right now yeah. in the Toronto community. It's just like everybody's been like passing that. It's kinda of like just getting like the whole yeah. cheat sheet. Like if we're doing a math test and yeah. somebody found out the cheat sheet so they gave it ev- to everybody. Yeah. So it's just like just follow this cheat sheet and you can actually like 
improve your comedy a lot more. So exactly, it's it's so great just to be able to know what's actually working and like tally consistent. Like this joke keeps working. Yeah. And these add-ons maybe don't, but mm -hmm. that's been rewarding. It's kind of a pain to actually have to listen to yourself. Yeah. And but it, it's something that you have to do. This is like, oh yeah. If you don't want to listen to yourself, who else is going to listen to well, you? Exactly. So that's the way that I'm looking at it. Yeah, that's so true. Um, mm -hmm. But even doing like that, the exercise of doing that takes you know, a little bit of time to go through and write everything out. Mm -hmm. But but just think, what are these professionals doing every single day of their life? Oh, exactly. Like 15, 16 hours a day. Well, you, you hear people like uh, even Joe Rogan, like mm -hmm. they'll do their set at like, the comedy store. Mm -hmm. And on the way home, they'll just listen to their set like yeah. immediately afterwards. Mm -hmm. Uh, and analyze it and stuff, and that's just what you have to do. I mean, mm -hmm. if you want to be good, you got to put all the hours in. Oh, yeah. There's, it's just ridiculous how many people just think, like, oh, I'm just going to go up on, on stage and then just perform, do whatever, not oh, have yeah. anything, like, prepared. And then they, they're wondering why they're not, like, getting as far as they want to get. Absolutely. And even things like um, consistency. Like, mm -hmm. I was, for a while, doing a lot of open mics and doing a lot of shows, and then the last month I've been... Been tapered off a little bit because I've trying to get some work stuff going, mm -hmm. and you notice your performance on stage is sort of dipping. Like your confidence, confidence in the material, like your flow is sort of dips, not having that rhythm going all the mm -hmm. time. Yeah. And I practice at home all the time, but it's just the audience. It's the whole, it's a whole different energy yeah, of the like, room. You know. You need, you need that energy of the room, because yeah. then like it keeps you, it keeps you going, and then it's just yeah. Because like I've had times where it's just like I don't do shows for like a week or two yeah. weeks, and I feel like so shitty oh, afterwards yeah. and then when I do that first set of like coming back into it I'm like wow this is this is god awful like yeah. I hate this like I, I want to continuously do it so like I've been getting out to a lot more shows now and it's just yeah. like whenever I whenever I keep that consistency it's just like I have like I don't even get nervous like once yeah. I have that consistency oh, like, yeah. I don't even get nervous like as much I still do Yeah. but like the thing that I do for like uh, like a nice little trick that, yeah. I, that I was reading is that if you actually stand in like a superhero pose yeah. and then just like slowly breathe and do like do that for like two yeah. minutes and just stand there like that actually help your help your anxiety nice. a little bit just because like the breathing helps a lot just like yeah. this nice deep breaths like that helps like calm yourself absolutely because like if you're not calming yourself before a stage it's just like you're just gonna you're gonna be a little bit of a mess yeah so it's just like here's a little tip for you guys just like stand in a little like yeah. superhero <laughs> pose and uh That's... just like just like any kind if, if you're getting nervous anywhere yeah just like kind of do that because it really is just like it goes for everything and not just stand up yeah i was doing that last night i was putting my hands over my head like oh, i won something yeah. in the middle of like the back of the bar looking like yeah. an idiot but it did calm me down a little bit mm -hmm. um and it made my show that much better mm -hmm. just not just you know getting those pre-show nerves and yeah, exactly. kick in yeah, yeah. out of nowhere right like a beast thing so and there is there's some comedians that even like listen to music they'll just like blast yeah. like their favorite song and like the, the song that they want to hear when they're like coming out onto a giant stage full of yeah. people they'll just blast it and, and and then once they come up it's just like okay let's get ready to do this that's what like i mean like what boxers do and mm -hmm. I, I watch i watch ufc okay uh, and they do that too they get whatever song gets them into because you're going to fight someone which mm -hmm. I think is equivalent to going on stage yeah, exactly. comedy, but like it's just you're gonna fight the audience, but yeah. without the, without the bloodshed, just the laughter. <laughs> Hopefully not, but like it's that it getting you amped up for something. You know, mm -hmm. like people who exercise do that. Like they want to get pumped oh, yeah. for it. You know, yeah, yeah. people who run. Like I used to run a lot, and mm -hmm. like having a song or something that gets you going past like that mental state. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so perfect. Yeah, exactly. So you're all the superhero poses. Mm -hmm. It's like okay. Yeah, right. I mean, like I just started doing this. Like right. I just, I just found out about this, this whole thing, and like I've been watching like a whole bunch of videos on YouTube about nice. like different ways that people kind of like approach jokes or like how they approach just like kind of 
like understanding their whole story structure. Nice. So I'm kind of just like applying like everything that's that they've been giving me and just like okay, what works best for me yeah. right now. So like one thing that I've just like that I just been started to, like to do is like when I'm writing out my uh, like any kind of joke, like, yeah. like you have like obviously like the premise, you have yeah. the setup, and then you have the punchline. Yeah. So I've been like writing out like like that was on the side. So yeah. like. So like okay, what's the premise? It's yeah. like a broad statement. Yeah. What's this, what's the setup? Yeah. You know, like, kind of like getting it, getting more general, yeah. and then the punchline, just like the, like the whole yeah. thing, and then getting into tags. So yeah. I do a couple tags, and then like an act out. So it's just like I'll actually write something, just like a sentence, because yeah. that's all you need for each one. But you oh, want to yeah. make sure like every one of those sentences is funny. Yeah. So if it's not funny, it's just like okay, what can I do to make that funny? Yes. And so I'm that what I'm doing right now is I'm like actually changing every single one of my jokes to fit this format. That's so smart. Right. Yeah. So I'm like. It's pretty much like doing what you said with yeah. like the whole like skipping every time there's there's something funny. Yeah. So it's just like this is writing the funny before it's, and then trying it out. It's like okay, yeah. You know, if that sentence didn't work, then you can easily just pluck that sentence out, put a new one in, or just completely get rid of it. Well, that's the great thing with stand up is that you you think your jokes are big early on, but you can go back and revisit them and make them oh, yeah. stronger or bring them into new bits or like just take them out of their own bit and like mm -hmm. reapply them. So yeah. I that's what's so great about it. And doing that structure is smart because you get actually to I was like Jenga it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Because like, it's a puzzle. Yeah. Because actually Jerry Seinfeld actually yeah. said that. It's like your life's a puzzle. Figure that shit out. Yeah. Like, so so why don't people actually like figure out the puzzle oh, yeah. of like a, a set? Because like uh, another thing is like starting your set off strong. Because like you want to have like that nice like one liner that gets the audience in on yeah. your side. And then but you also want to finish strong too. Oh, you want to be that memorable person. Yeah, exactly. Know? Like you want to be someone like I had friends who were doing the was it the comedy contest or like that. Uh, which one? The four twenty. No, it was the one. It was like so many. Contests. I know. It was, yeah. I forget what it's called. I I applied late for it, but yeah, uh, we had like this audience members voting for you, mm -hmm. and um, the idea that you have to end on your strongest bit. Is it the uh, Is it the Bring It one? Yes. Luke Lindale show. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I did that one too. Okay, nice. Yeah. But like you, it's 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 almost like making a mixtape. You mm -hmm. want to start strong. Mm -hmm. Then you have like a little lull. Then you gotta you gotta end strong as well. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's sort of that sort of mandate. Yeah. Yeah. I've been I've been. Um, on Skillshare and watching some of those videos on even just presentations in general yeah. and how to structure those. Okay. I find those are helping. It's the way you sort of, it's similar to stand-up where you, it's almost like telling a story, mm -hmm. but your, your end of your story has to lead into every single bit that builds up to it. Yeah. So it's kind of like a punchline, you know. Sort yeah, of exactly. Like I have like this whole other formula of like what, what even like stand-up like professionals do when they're mm -hmm. on like, if you're ever, ever watching like a stand-up set like yeah. on Netflix. You'll see that they always, they just have like one basic storyline yeah. to go through the entire thing, but with every as they're going down like the storyline, yeah. they're branching off into something else, and they're, they're it's just pretty much like another joke. So they have the premise of the of the new joke, yeah. they have the setup, and they have the punchline, but then they circle back to the story, come yeah. back down to that story, and but the story itself is really just like is the is the premise, yeah. the setup, and then the punchline because at the very end you just want to hit really hard. You want oh, to yeah. get those last and be like, okay, bye everybody. Like, thank exactly. you so much for coming out. Yeah. And like that's that's the that's the formula that I've been seeing, and I'm just like, nice. oh, that's an interesting way of seeing it because it's just like you have the beginning, middle, end. Yeah. You have the you have the premise, you have the setup, and then you have the punchline. And you're constantly like doing that, but you're branching out into those things. Yeah. And you can play with that format too, and like mm. yeah, I yeah add tags and everything, add yeah. like act outs for like different characters. I haven't done. I haven't gone that far yet. Mm -hmm. Like I'm still at the point where I think last night I tried doing audience interaction. I don't think it went very well. Or yeah. I didn't even knew I was doing it. So, mm -hmm. but that's where I kind of want to go. Is yeah. like I'm so. You want to do more audience interaction? I, I just think I need to do more of that. Mm -hmm. I need. I want to do more just on the spot stuff. Okay. Like um, just sort of like put myself in positions where I'm uncomfortable on stage. Yeah. And then find my way out of it. Okay. Like I know my if I know my sets in a good place mm -hmm. is almost like 
screwing myself over and then winning them back. Yeah. And sort of like, you know, because I find when I started out especially, I was trying to keep it as safe as possible. Mm-hmm. Which I think you should do. You try to keep your act and keep yourself tight, but mm-hmm. um, I haven't got to a point where there's a heckler or any sort of situation. I'm, yeah. I'm grateful for that, but... But like with, with Canada, it's just like you really don't like... No. You don't really find like hecklers, which I'm like really yes. thankful for. But you, there are some shows that are in Toronto where it's just like hecklers are like encouraged to like actually yeah. heckle. And there's, those are shows I've avoided, but even mm-hmm. last night there was people in the audience, and the guy, the guy on stage before me just mentioned a town, and the girl was from that town. And she started, okay. like got all excited and was talking and, and kind of inter- interrupting, but not in a mean way. Yeah. In like an excited, oh my god, this is so cool way. Mm-hmm. And it kind of threw him off a bit, and I'm like, oh, I've never been in that position where I've been thrown off. Yeah. And can I handle it, or mm-hmm. would I just dissolve on stage? Yeah. yeah. And like, um, and I want to kind of get to that point, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to take a while for me to. Yeah, exactly. But, but as long as you're like practicing it too. Like, yeah. That's that's one key thing. It's just like the more you practice, the better you're gonna get. At yeah. It. Exactly. So. It, um. Yeah, definitely. It's it's harder at open mics I find because a lot of time when I get up there, it's like four people in the audience. Yeah. Like, who am I interacting? But like with? honestly, I hear this so much. Yeah. I hear this so much when people are like, "Oh, like you can't like if like there's only four people, it's just like I can't work with four yeah. people." But it's just like you have to think stand up comedy. You're really just like. You're, you're ultimately just talking to a friend. Yes. But a friend of a different size. Yes. So if you can't make four people laugh, how are you going to make, like, a hundred people laugh? Yes. How are you going to make, like, a thousand people laugh? Oh, yeah. If you can't make four people laugh, then it's just, like, you're not doing your job. Oh, yeah. No, I, I was more speaking about, like, interacting with people when there's mm-hmm. the front five rows. But you can still, you can still, you can still pick people up. People yeah. still do that. You should reach into the, the darkness yeah. in front of me. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. Who cares if you can't see them? <laughs> it's just, like, you know, the only thing you need is the material that they're giving you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. It's like, are you going to make fun of, like, their appearance? Not yeah. really. It's just, like, the more you're going to make fun of, it's, like, yeah. whatever they're responding. Because, like, if you ever see, like, any other people. like Steve, Steve Hofstetter is, like, one of the best people that I've, yeah. that I've known for, like, putting down hecklers. Nice. And he's just, like, listening to what they're saying to, like, yeah. bring it back at them and just making them feel completely stupid just for speaking up. And that's the thing that I, uh, that's one thing that I, I would really love to try to do. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, be able to get to where Steve Hofstetter is right oh, now yeah. with, like, his, like, heckling abilities and just be able to, like, anytime somebody, like, tries to say something, just shut them yeah. down, just make <laughs> them feel completely stupid. It's just, like, this is my show, and yeah. you just, like, interrupted it. And yeah. I, I don't want any of that. It's kind of like a power you don't want to have to use. Mm-hmm. Like but you want to have it in your yes, life. It's just, like, exactly. it's just, like, you're being the good person, but it's just, like, you're, like, the good hero, but it's just, like, if I have to use this, like, I yes. will use this. Yeah. And I know, like, you want to use it because the audience will always just be, like, yeah, I'm on the side of the person that's, oh, yeah. like, that's, like, because normally for like hecklers, it's like everybody hates that because they want to see the show. They're not. Yeah. They're here for the show. They're not here for the dick to like yes. just bother them. No. But if I could just like completely shut them down before, and it's just like you're gonna have the audience winning. Yeah, there's an art to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll get there. Yeah, eventually. Eventually, it's just like as long as you as long as you keep it. So you, yeah, yeah, you've been doing this for for since February, right? Since February, yeah. Yeah, so you're still fresh, fresh oh, yeah. and new at this. And it's the weirdest thing when you start. Um, and a lot of my friends. I've asked about this, like, oh man, like, everyone's, I think all my friends are funny, my family, I grew up in a funny place, I think Mm -hmm. most people in general are are funny in their own weird way. I think that everybody can be funny, it's just about how, like, how much work you're going to put into being funny. Yeah, there is, there is actually effort involved. Yeah, because some people come from, like, terrible families, some people come from, like, great families, but they still become comedians, like, Jerry Seinfeld came from a great family, Oh yeah. he didn't have, like, a terrible past, like, like Richard Pryor. Oh no. So it's just like, you're going to have that, like, contrasting like views and it's just like you can still yeah. make your life funny like I'm I'm trying to make my life funny oh, yeah. like right now like 
And I feel like I can really do it because, like, I grew up in a big family. Yeah. I have, I have eight siblings yeah. in my family. Oh, wow. So there's, like, a lot... There's a lot of drama already there's right there. There's a lot of so ribbon there. Exactly. So it's just, like, that's what I'm trying to, like, focus on right now is, like, kind of bringing out that, like, family content right yeah. now. But I'm also, like, bringing out, like, my relationship content. Just, like, yeah. things that are, like, most prevalent in my life is, yeah. like, the things that I'm going to bring out. Well, those things are great because they're almost universal, too. Exactly, So yeah. you take your own spin on what that means to you and how that affected you. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sort of the same way. Like, my mom has, like, six brothers and sisters and yeah. tons of aunts. Big family. And mm -hmm. honestly, I grew up in a fairly normal, not stress-free yeah, environment. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I'm not one of those people who can pick from, like, a traumatic past or mm -hmm. a harsh upbringing or sort of things that um, can... can potentially leads to a lot of funny stuff. I'm sort of grasping from, like, the normally. Mm -hmm. Things are just normal in general in life. And, like, it's... I don't think it's challenging. I think it's just it's what I... My experience is and mm -hmm. what I can pick from. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is normal in life? I mean, that's, that's because, the thing, Because, like, too. society... Society is constantly changing. Yes. So it's just really of what society thinks is normal. Yes. I think normality is also subjective, too. Like, mm -hmm. what my normal is could be yeah. someone else's, like, strange, or what someone else's normal could be like, oh, that's really intense, right? So it's, I don't know it's that experience, much, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't have divorced parents, which might seem, like, back when I was a kid, it seems like that's crazy, but now it seems like it's a normal thing. Yeah, right? exactly. Divorce, you know, it's like, like there's more divorces than there are marriages. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> right? exactly. Like, it makes absolutely no sense, but it's just like, how is this even possible? Yeah, you know, my mom had six brothers and sisters. I yeah. have two. I, when I have a kid, I'm sure if I maybe just one. You know, yeah. it seems like it's just the normalcy just changes and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's just whatever you're comfortable with, I guess. Yeah. It seems like a lot of people are just going, like, straight to dogs. They're like, yeah. you know what? A dog will, like, die after, like, 14 years <laughs> and, like, before it even gets to college, so you don't even have to worry about that. Yeah. Oh, and a dog's, like, an adult within, like, a year or two. Oh, yeah, like, exactly. Like, it's, it's... Right? It's just, like, that's the thing. What, what, what I don't understand about babies is, like, how have we not, like, evolved where yeah. we can, like, develop a lot faster oh, yeah. as babies? It's like, yeah, around, like, two, three, like, they'll yeah. walk, they'll start talking and everything. Absolutely. It's just, like, why not, like, earlier, like, dogs, like... Dogs can, like, figure out how to, like, shit, like, piss, oh, yeah. and, like, they know exactly where to go, where to eat, and everything. Yeah. They can learn tricks, like, really fast. I'm like, oh, yeah. why, why can't people be like this? I know. It like, why is it, why is it, like, why does it take so much longer for, like, babies to, like, develop all this stuff? And, yeah. But they're just, like, for a year, they're just, like, goo goo ga -go, like, ah, like. Oh, yeah. Like, they look at a plant. I mean, you can water that, and it could die, and if you have a baby, if it dies within eight If you water years, it, it could potentially die. Years, yeah. <laughs> you can't make potpourri out of a baby, you know? I mean, right? There's limits, right? There is limits. Yeah. No, I, uh, yeah. Dogs is one thing I want. I can't because my, my building doesn't allow pets. Did the building say it or did the landlord say it? The, uh, the building. Really? It's in like their condo act thing. Because like, I'm pretty sure there's like a law that says like you can't actually like excuse people from living there for having a dog. I think, I did some research recently, I think it's with houses and landlords. Yeah. I think with condominiums, they can have like their own little loft. And I can't probably get a lawyer and stuff and mm -hmm. get it, but I don't think but I'm, I'm, like, I'm pretty that. sure for like this building itself, it's like they said that they can't have pets, but like everybody has a pet anyway. <laughs> So it's just really like, yeah, you're going to kick me out for like having a pet. You take that to court. Yeah. The judge is going to be like, that's really that's stupid. Right. Like, leave the person there. We're not going to kick them out for, that's for that kind of like shenanigans. That is, that is sort of the most baller thing you do is like, there's no pets allowed. It's walking with a dog. Yeah. If anything, say it's a service dog. Be like, this is, this isn't my emotionally, like, this is servicing me, like, emotionally. It's just like, I need this dog here. <laughs> well, I can't have two birds or fish. So yeah. there is an emotional support for yeah. those things I can get at least. Yeah, but dogs provide a lot more emotional support <laughs> than a fucking fish that's just like, true. Blah, blah, blah. It's like that is true. what is that? What is a fish gonna do? Like it's probably gonna die like within <laughs> a year anyway. Uh huh. I don't know. But a bird would be pretty cool. Yeah. Like like a parrot. Yeah. Yeah. You can talk to. Yeah, exactly. Like I would ways. totally teach my parrot how to like. <laughs>
do a whole. I would actually teach a pair down to do stand up comedy. Uh, that would be a cool. So act. Like evolve the the dummy. Yeah. Like go from like that sort of stand up like idea of having like here's my dummy and I'm talking for it. Yeah. To, like, could you imagine ventriloquist no? but having an actual Has anyone dummy? ever done that? Like, I don't think so. Like actually trained a parrot to like do stand up comedy while they're also doing stand up comedy. Never been, I don't think I've that ever would seen be, like, that. like an interesting. Don't take my idea. <laughs> I like having these ideas. That could take off. <laughs> right? That could ruin you really fast. Yeah. Right. Nice. I had like this other this other idea of just like kind of like uber but for like um after celebrities yeah and it's just like oh if you want to like hang out with a celebrity you pay like this certain amount they hang out yeah. with you for like an hour or whatever and i'm sweet. just like that would be really cool it's just like if a celebrity has like downtime and they want to yeah. spend time with a fan it's like hey like shoot me a thousand bucks i'll come hang out with you for like an hour or whatever <laughs> so in that scenario would you have a celebrity in mind or you sort of just, uh, just like any any celebrity anyone. like any like it's kind of just like oh you just like it's like a social media platform, but like, yeah. oh, you have all the celebrities, and be like, and then you have the people, you already have the fans that follow the celebrities, so then you're just, all you're really doing is it's like, okay, when time does, yeah. when does the, like, the celebrity have like free time, yeah. and do they want to just like spend time with like a fan? Because I think that would be pretty cool, just like, just like hanging out with a, like a, a celebrity if you had like the money to do it. Because so like people would have the money to do it. That's so weird. It's like, I wonder if you get in the mindset, because you're with a celebrity of like being yourself or being like a heightened version of yourself because I'm yeah. with all your friends. Yeah. If I, if I pay for you this one time, mm -hmm. it's kind of like dating a prostitute, I guess. Like, yeah, right. I'll yeah, pay for it. It would be like dating Second a prostitute. Second time, I can make you love me. Yeah. You know, like a stripper too, you know? Right. Like, would, would that become like the new sort of thing people do? Maybe. Like, I don't want to have sex with people, maybe you do. Yeah. A celebrity, but I'm saying. I mean, like, undoubtedly, it's just like once you get to a, once you see a celebrity, it's just like, yeah, I want to have sex with them. That's usually why like people sometimes yeah. follow celebrities is because. True. Like, my girlfriend loves Chris, Hem uh, Chris Hemsworth right now. Yes. And, like, if she had the opportunity, she would totally jump him. I think that's everyone's Exactly. Like, I mean, I, I would. I yes. wouldn't mind. Like, he, he's a celebrity. You have to do something that's like so that. Strong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of the weird thing. And I'm always, I mean, in that scenario, I'm wondering, would I disappoint them or would it disappoint me? Like, would that end that sort of, like, affection for the celebrity? Yeah. Like, if yeah, I met right. someone who I liked, I'm like, oh, man, you're kind of a dick. And, right. So it's just like one of those things like don't meet your heroes. Yeah, don't meet your heroes. Don't, no, don't. You can date the hot girl. But what about like the people that are like building up to get to hero status? That's true. Right. Then That's eventually true. you'll meet your hero, and you're like, what the shit? So you want to get them on the come up. Yeah. So when they get to that status, you're sort of already. Yeah, you already have that status. So I feel okay. like you would already know. You would already know if you already yeah. have like some of that status. Like meeting and Drake, you, yeah. a Jurassic type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would be really interesting. Yeah. So that was one of my ideas. <laughs> I like that. It's sort of a, a fun have. way to, to pitch out, get Uber to expand. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, Uber's got, like, everything right now. So, yeah. like, you can get, like, Uber yachts <laughs> in, like, Dubai or, like, Uber Uber jets. Well, we're just renting everything now. Airbnbs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people, random people. It, the funniest thing I find about taxis and Uber is that I spend my entire life Wearing seatbelts in mm -hmm. my parents' cars. I've been trusting those. But strangers, I'm just like, whatever. Oh, yeah. No, I never wear It's just like, if you yeah. fuck up, it's like, this is on you. Like, yeah. I, I trust you. You know what you're doing. Yeah, because you drive all, like, I don't know, a couple hours more than me that you're yeah. a professional and I don't have to worry about death. Yeah. But you never hear, I guess, of like a cab or an Uber getting in crazy accidents. Not really. Yeah. There was this actually one one accident I saw, but it was involving like a cab and a biker. Yeah. So I was just like walking with my brother. We were going to, um, uh, the Hotbox Cafe in yeah. uh, Kensington Market. Mm -hmm. So as we were walking, like, we were, like, smoking up yeah, as, yeah. as we were walking there. And so we, like, crossed the street. Um, like, the bike, we say, like, a bunch of bikers going in the bike lane and everything. And then, like, as, like, one of the bikers was coming, a taxi decided to just, like, quickly turn wow. right in front of, like, the bike lane. And, like, the biker actually, like, smacked right into it, uh. flipped over. And the guy was, like, freaking out. 
So he ends up like like the guy like, had his window like the taxi driver had his window down. So yeah. the biker goes up to the guy. He's like rolling up the window. He takes the whole window, breaks it off. Like literally the entire window shatters all over the ground, and the taxi driver just like drove off. Wow, that yeah. is that's intensity. And a little bit intense. And I'm just thinking at this point, so it's like this is why people drive away. It's just like when you when you are like that intense. It's like nobody wants to stick around for that because no. you don't know what that person's gonna do. No, you. It's I mean we have that. That our old brain from being yeah. like, hey, the, the like fight or flight, flight yeah, you know, yeah. like you want to, and it's obviously the wrong thing to do, yeah, because people have cameras now, and yeah, you shouldn't, you hit someone, you mm-hmm. gotta stick around and deal with that, yeah, exactly. Now, should the biker assault the driver? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Probably not. Does that not the, well? yeah. I mean, but you're also your your drone's going, you're mm-hmm. like just, you, you, you're you're almost, you yeah. want to react, you yeah. want you almost got killed. Exactly. So there is a, it's hard. Yeah, but it's like so many like intense. variables that go into it, and it's just like yeah. I feel like we should just, like, make the city a lot better and safer. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, we should just have roads that are just strictly just bike lanes and then oh, other yeah. roads where you can't drive a bike on it at all. That's, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's probably, it's complicated. But I, I a love bit, yeah. Kensington Market with, or was it Sunday, no, no traffic, just people walking? Mm-hmm. Or do bikes get to ride that? I think so. So I'm always confused that the bikes are, the cars or are they pedestrians? I think they're still pedestrians I think it depends because like there's some bikes that are out there right now they have the um um like the motors and stuff like yeah. electric bikes and I think once you get to like a certain speed or whatever then it classifies it okay. as like a as like a motor vehicle okay. yeah I'm pretty sure that's how it works okay. But, like, I know a lot of people still end up riding bikes on, like, sidewalks, too. Well, I know. I mean, I which is that. not supposed to happen I in know. Toronto, people. I mean, I'm all for bikers. I'm all for drivers. But when when bikers sort of mix it up, like, I'm a car, mm-hmm. I'm a pedestrian, and sort of, like, just do their own thing, it's, you're kind of breaking the rules here. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they should have, like, a little school. Yeah. Like, if you want to ride a bike in Toronto, like, you have to go to, like, bike school yeah. to do it. Oh, yeah. Because, like, why not? Like, teach them the rules of the road, because yeah. clearly people are not reading the rules of the road for, like... Yeah. Being a biker. And it, so or, if, if drivers have to do it, then so should bikers, because they share the road. Yeah. Equally. And, if motorcycle, like motorcyclists, they have to do it as well. Absolutely. So why not? Why not bikers? That should be a, that should be a thing. Like you should actually have like a biker a bike license. I. I that should. You know I what? am all for they that. They should do that. They should create bike licenses. Well, you've run the road, and yeah. are helmets only up to your eighteen, and then you can you have free reign to. Yeah, you can get free reign. Is that kind of dumb too? Because that is still pretty dumb. Like a motorcycle, I mean, you're not going as fast, but yeah. But, but I mean, you're, you're, on, you're on a road with vehicles that going are fast. going as fast that way. I don't know, a couple I times. I mean, they give you they give you helmets when you're doing like um, um, uh, the cart golf, or not golf carts, um, go karts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they give you helmets that, and those don't go that fast. Like you have some that go really slow, also, and they still give you helmets. And those are the best. Like this is your brake, this is your gas, this is your steering wheel. Yeah. Don't die. Yeah, don't. exactly. They give you more of a lesson than anybody yes. giving you a lesson for like. Like riding a bike. Well, your parents do, but your parents aren't licensed. Yeah, they're not licensed to give you a license. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's so strange. Yeah, it's 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 really bad. Like my brother bikes a lot. I mm-hmm. I biked a lot in the city a while ago. Yeah. Um, and I, it's so much better to get around. It's so much faster. Mm-hmm. But I always I always felt on edge uh, from doing that. But I, I do think that we need to give some sort of a lesson for people. Yeah, exactly. Because there are so many people that just, like, even people that, like, come here and use, like, yeah. the, the TD bikes yeah. that are on, they, like, they don't even understand, like, how the bike works. And, like, they're, those are the people that are usually, yeah. like, riding up on the sidewalks because they don't yeah. really, they don't want to, like, go on the on the, um, on the the streets. Uh, yeah, and, and even... Because they're, they're also not given a helmet either. No. And you think about that. And with drivers, with new drivers, like, should we include bike lane, I don't know if it does exist, but bike lane stuff and driving tests, like, because... 
when I grew up, there was no bike lanes. Yeah. And now there are, and I'm like, I, I understand that, but like, I don't know, some joke small ways to be like, I don't know what that is, and this, but no, you can't cross it or can't turn over it or yeah, exactly. door and like. But like, what we should do is just like, like driving schools should be mandatory. Absolutely. That's one thing that like I don't understand. It's like for here, it's like you take the G one test. Like oh, yeah. it's just a written test. You can drive. Yeah. You can drive right off the bat. Yeah. And, like most people like just drive without oh, even yeah. having like a, a like a full licensed driver in the car too. I failed my G one once, my G two once, and my G my final G twice. Yeah. Like I earned to drive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just you because you learn from your failures. Oh, yeah, many failures. Yeah. But it's just like you, you write the test and then you just get into a car yeah. for the next test and just drive around and do the basic things. But like honestly, if you're just pretending that the, the driving instructor is a cop, just do what you would normally do but with a cop beside you. Yeah, exactly. That's really all it is. And then the third test is literally the exact same thing. Yeah. And I'm like, how is this training people at all? It's just training people to avoid the cop. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, right? it's, it's the dumbest thing. But I think we need that sort of testing. I mean, like, I mean... In, the states with guns and stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just just get a gun. Yeah. Like, shouldn't you have a little bit of a test, a little bit of learning out there, like how to clean it, how to, I don't know, all that stuff. Yeah, there like, should, should be. It? I mean, like for here, we have like, um, like you can easily get your restricted or unrestricted. Oh, yeah. It's like three hundred bucks. Do you do yeah. it? And it's like, oh, I think it's like a one day class. Yeah. But it, like at least they teach you how to do that kind of yeah. stuff, and it's like how to properly care for it and everything. But, but is it a is it a class with a pass, or is it a I, I did the class like. No matter how well I did, mm -hmm. I get to, I get to... No, I think they actually give you a license. Okay. So like, yeah, you actually can have, like, your restricted and non-restricted. Okay. Like, because there's two different types of, like, guns you can, you okay. can hold if you get, like, both of them. So it's, like, it's very interesting. But yeah. even still, like, not having a, like, I don't know why the U.S. hasn't done that yet. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know all about it, but it seems bizarre to me that you can pick up something like that. Yeah. That, who's one, it's, it's one meth, reason for existing is to maim or kill something. Yeah. And you Anyone get it. Right. It's just a little bit of a lesson. A little bit, right? A little bit. So, like, I was actually thinking about creating this, like, one, uh, um, one product for, uh, for Tesla. Yeah. So, um, my buddy actually just bought a Tesla. Oh, and nice. so, like, I, I got to, uh, ride in with him. And he was showing me, like, all the, um, all the cruise control and, like, yeah. the, uh, the automatic driving and yeah. everything that, that they have in it. So, it's really cool. It's just, like, if you, if you've, uh, if you've ever been in one, and, like, like yes. you have to keep your hands on. That's the thing. Yes. So, it's not actually, like, hands-free driving. You yeah. still have to keep your hands on, but it'll, like, the steering wheel will move in like between your hands, but it just needs to feel that your the weight of your hands are actually on the car, or else yeah. it'll be like, hey, put your hands back on the wheel, or else like we can't do like the automated driving. Okay. So that's what that's what Tesla is doing right now. So I'm thinking like, why don't I just create like uh, like weighted gloves? I say Velcro. You can yeah. Velcro your hands. Too. Or just like have like weighted gloves that yeah. just like sit on the steering yeah. wheel, but like look like normal hands. So if you have like <laughs> you have them on, yeah. it makes it look like, and then you can just like text away and like do whatever you want with like, your normal hands. And then, but then people, you would get into like the whole thing of like, oh, would people think that that's bad because you're selling a product that that would like ultimately danger other people because they're not well, fully paying attention to the road. But then you come into the bay being like, well, let's see, like people sell guns, yeah, and you know exactly what they're meant for. So it's just like these people already know that it's just like it's there that's for true. for just putting on the steering wheel so that they can do other things. Like they just want to have the whole hands free capabilities. <laughs> So it's just like, yeah, it's probably going to get them into an accident, but I'm not going to get them into the accident. Yeah. Just like for selling guns, it's like, I'm not going to shoot the person. I'm just going to sell the gun to the person yeah. that will do the accident. Yeah. With those weighted guns, you can add those glasses in with the, the eyes that are open on. Yeah, right. You just have a little nap in the car. Exactly. Yeah. Can you imagine? It could. I can yeah. imagine a lot of disasters, but... Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. What else do you think is going to be like cool if it's like autonomous? Oh, God. I mean, like, I 
I wish everything was autonomous. I wish I, my oven and my fridge and like would just cook things. Just, like, for just me. like a Everything, uh, yeah. like an automated like it goes from there for like whatever you want. You just put it into your computer. It slides out of the fridge. Like yeah. chops it up for you. Like starts the boiler. And I want to live in like a 1940s Mickey Mouse cartoon where everything's just yeah robotic and stuff. But I also am afraid of like becoming like I guess like in Wally like a sloth of a human being. Yeah. Where I can't physically do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean. I, I, I do love the fact that the iPhone, I can just, like, get anything I want. I love the fact that Tesla has self-driving cars. Mm -hmm. All this is great, but I'm just, I'm, I'm fearing that I will just embrace that to the point of, like, just being a slob. Yeah. And, like, die. But, I mean, like, that's pretty much, like, what humanity's come to. Like, yeah. like with whole, like, Wally's situation and how everyone's just, like, floating around on those chairs. Yeah. Like, not moving at all. It's just, like, you're probably going to have people that are obviously going to gonna be like that because they just don't want to do anything with their life and they just yeah. want to make it as easy as possible oh yeah but then you're gonna have the people that are just like yeah like i actually need to do something like i don't i don't like i get that it helps yeah. you helps you to like yeah. make it easier for your life but it's just like at what cost yeah is really gonna happen because you have all like the healthy eaters and everything that that do it but then you have all the people that are like like remember when mcdonald's was just like oh we're using real white meat and everything it's like what were you using before and then they kept changing like the white meat and everyone's just like mcdonald's is actually really disgusting they yeah. did like the whole supersize yeah. meat and yeah. mean, people people know it's disgusting, but they still do it anyway because they oh, yeah. just don't give a shit. Well, yeah, I mean, people love things. We love pleasure. Yeah. And mouth pleasure is a huge thing that oh. I myself love. Like, right. I love salts and sugars and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, do you ever get, like, those mouth orgasms? Like, just before you're about to eat something and you know it's going to taste oh, yeah. really fucking good. And then, like, your mouth, like, oh, yeah. gets out, like, that tingly feeling. And you're like, oh, oh my yeah. God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. love this so much. I'm a huge cheeseburger fan. My Instagram is, like, half nature photos. Yeah, yeah. I looked at your Instagram and I'm like, does this guy not have any, like, any pictures of himself? I don't um, know what he looks like. I, I, I've never taken a selfie, I don't think, in my life. Yeah. I've been, I think, I've been, I think what we just did in the balcony yeah, counts yeah. as one, but, like, I've never self-taken one. <laughs> So, like, when I was online dating, it was always hard to be like, is there a good photo of someone's taken of me? Mm -hmm. But I just, I mean, for me, I just love cheeseburgers. It's just fat and meat and cheese and all this good stuff. Yeah. And there are ones in the city where I just, I know going in because I've been there, it's mm -hmm. going to be quasi-orgasmic in oh, a way. Yeah. Like, I just, I can't wait. And then I'll get one and I'll get a second one because I just, I just, it's an experience I want to enjoy. Yeah. And I'm, I'm all set. So I'm, I, I, I like to drink, um, all stuff, but, like, I'm not Mr addiction mm -hmm. but, I go, but, but I am because I, I love food yeah like I mean who doesn't love yeah. food if you don't love food you're probably gonna die but I'm not like <laughs> I'm not, yeah I'm not like, like I like healthy food but like yeah. there are stuff I know is bad for me it's bad for my body mm. um, probably worse than a lot of things you can do and I just I just love it yeah yeah. so what would you what were, like what are your like five top like burger places that's, that's in Toronto uh, right now number one uh, they have two locations it's Rudy Rudy so it's uh, it's on college okay and there's one near the Eaton Center uh just off of Queen, close to the the, the Scotiabank Theater. Okay. It's so a small smash burger style. Mm -hmm. Big fan of that. Uh, there's also Allen's on the Danforth. Okay. So just a Broadview okay. Danforth. Yeah. Um, uh, near the Social Capital. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. This on the oh, south okay. side of the street. Yeah. Yeah. It's called Allen's. It's a, kind of like a whiskey bar, mm -hmm. like a lot of uh, scotch and stuff. But they have an amazing burger. Okay. Uh, Museum Tavern. So mm -hmm. that is across the museum, the Rom. Yeah on the north side of Bloor, and they do an amazing, amazing burger. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if you want to go more, like, fast food style, yeah. I think Burger's Priest is a great chain. Eh. Okay, fair. And, then, like uh, and then Holy Chuck is sort of similar Holy to that. Holy Chuck, okay. Yeah. I'm a fan of that sort of, like, Shake Shack smash style. Mm. Like, kind of, like, flat, um, griddled yeah. burgers. Very okay. greasy. What about uh, Five Guys? 
Oh, here, yeah, that, that'd be oh, in five, yeah. five Guys yeah. as well. I, I tried it in the States before I came to Canada, yeah. so I got to try it before everybody else, and like, yeah. I fell in love with it so much. Yeah. The one thing that I also love that they do is just, like, they give you, like, the, the regular fry, and yes. then they scoop, like, another yes. extra just into the bag and stuff. I'm like, who does this? Like, like, there's no other place that actually ever does this with their no, fries. No, there are... Those, that place, there's no reason to get more than a small fry. Yeah. Well, small fry. Yeah, like anything. Like, yeah. just get the just get the smallest of everything, and they'll always just, like, top it up. Yeah. So much, and I love that. I'm the same way. I had it, I was in Chicago a while ago, and mm -hmm. uh, I heard Barack Obama was his favorite burger place. I'm like, cool, and they, they had it uh, on the way to the airport. Mm -hmm. So I, I got it before it came to Canada. Yeah. And I was blown away by it. Right. Oh, my God. It's, it's, just... it's, it's so good. And there's, it's... A, there's another, like, American company. It's not a burger place, but yeah. it's, like, a pizza place. Have you heard of Blaze? Uh, it's right across from okay. uh, it's right across from the Scotiabank Theater. Okay. So they have, they have another one somewhere else. I don't. Yeah. I just don't know. It's, this is the closest one that I know. Okay. So like it's an American company. Yeah. And what they do is just like you can order like any pizza you want, but they have one price. Oh really? So like, yeah, it's like a nice like I think it's like an eleven inch pizza. Oh wow. Um, you can put whatever toppings you can. You can have literally every type of meat that they have. Oh, wow. They will throw that on the pizza. Yeah. And they'll give you that for that one price. Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh, my God, why isn't, like, most people <laughs> doing this? Like, cause Yeah. Because it's always, but with pizza especially, it's always mm -hmm. a turn of, like, okay, I want to get this. But, mm -hmm. like, if I get so many toppings, like, it's... It's, it's going to be a lot. Be a because lot even, of, like, yeah. Domino's is, like, what, a dollar fifty every topping yeah. or something? So I'm just, like, if they just had the option of, like, oh, let's just increase the price to, like, $15 for a Domino's yes. pizza. But you can have whatever toppings you want. Oh, yeah. Just think of how many people would go crazy about, like, just doing that. Like, un unlimited toppings. Like I'd be more inclined to try new things. Mm -hmm. So I'd be like, well, if I can get anything, I can, I'll, I'll throw that on. Yeah. And this price is the same, so what does it mm -hmm. matter? Versus, like, well, if I want to get that new thing. Yeah, like uh, a three-topping pizza. It's just, like, I'm going to have the three toppings that I know are yes. good. Because, like, I don't want to... I don't want to be taking that risk with my money. <laughs> exactly, yeah. No, it becomes uh, sort of that chess game, and, like, that's what I mean. That's what, so Blaze. Is yeah, it, Blaze. Is it, did it deliver? Um, I think they deliver. Okay. And they have, like, an app, too, so, like, they have, like, a point oh, system, nice. too, which is pretty cool. They'll send you, like, cool deals that's and everything. So yeah. Right? Yeah. And, like, that's a, that's, I love how everybody's doing that, like, just getting into, like, the whole point system. It's just like, oh, buy from us, we'll give you, like, one yeah. point. It's just, like, every one point is, like, a tenth of a cent. Yeah. I'm like, but it's it's <laughs> smart. Like Domino's, I think the last time I got Domino's, yeah, um, I got I was a free pizza. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't. I knew it was collecting points, but I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't tallying. Oh yeah, that's the thing that I like about Dom Domino's. Literally has the best point system yeah. that's out there right now. Because you buy like all you have to do is just buy over like ten dollars. Yeah. Um, and then you get ten points. Yeah. You get sixty points. You get a t like a free media like two topping. Yeah. Medium pizza. Yeah. So I'm like. Wow, that's just literally sixty bucks. You get oh, yeah. like a fucking ten dollar pizza. That's there's no other point system that's out there right now. Yeah. that will literally be Domino's. No. And it's smart because it makes you want to get getting Domino's pizza. Exactly. And for them, a two topping medium pizza probably nothing. Exactly. Like they're yeah. just they're just racking you in. And when I get a pizza, I'm not just getting a pizza. I'm getting like dipping sauces, sides. Mm -hmm. I'm going all out. So. Yeah. And spending more than I'm actually, it's actually worth for me to get. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The same thing with like any like restaurant. Whenever there's like, oh, we're doing like a little sale here. Yeah. So, so people go for that like, whatever's on sale like, yeah. that they're doing. But then they'll also get like other things as well, like drinks and and such, because they also take into account that like you're gonna get something else. Oh yeah. For that thing that you love. Even now with like apps, like even like restaurants have apps and stuff, and like mm -hmm. having coupons in the app. Yeah. And being able to pay on the app and stuff. So I just go pick up my food and mm -hmm. I just kind of just, it makes me eat even worse than I yeah. used to before, but, like, it's just so convenient for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The iPhone's gonna kill all of us. It is. Yeah. Well, not the iPhone. I think just phones in general. Yeah. Yeah. I think iPhones, iPhones are really, like, 
dying a little bit. I think they're trying to stay on top. Yeah. But with Android and like all the custom like customizable like things, and yeah. like they have, they're trying to like improve a lot more of like what Apple can yeah. really do. So like they started out with the whole like three camera. Thing oh yeah. First, like Huawei, which is what I'm recording on right now. Oh nice. So it's one of the Chinese phones. Yeah. And like this was like the first phone that had the whole three camera capability. So once they started like doing it, everybody else started. Yeah. Doing it. And it's just like once that happens, it's just like once. It's always like the Android phones yeah. that like, kind of do it first, and then like Apple's like, oh, let's let's do our version now too. It's it's almost like I mean I don't have facts on this, but after Steve Jobs died, oh yeah, his vision sort of like became catch up. Yeah. So you have you have an Android phone. Yeah. So I have a, I have an iPhone, and I've been thinking of going Android. Yeah. So I think I'm close. My buddy had the um, Pixel. Okay. And he showed me. He took a, a, a photo of me doing a set mm-hmm. like a dark club, and it looked amazing. Oh yeah. And That's- then, for like all these garbage. new phones that are coming out, like yeah. they're they're amazing for like low light, like yeah. taking uh, photography. Okay. Like the new uh, the new Huawei, the P thirty Pro, yeah. like that one's a really good one. There, there's I haven't I haven't read much about like the One Plus, but yeah. like they have a new iPhone. The only thing I don't like about the One Plus, the new One Plus, is it's the One Plus um, Seven Pro. They have like a little notch, or like that for instead of their camera being like in like that little notch yeah. that you see on, on normal phones, yeah. it like pops out from the top. Oh. So I'm not sure, like, how I feel about, like, the whole camera, like, popping up. Is it a better camera? Like, is it, are they, is uh, I think it, it, I think it is. It's, like, a 24, I think it's, like, a 24 megapixel camera okay. front-facing, and it's got, like, the three cameras in the back. Okay. So, like, it's got, like, crazy quality, okay. too, and, like, with OnePlus, like, they have, like, an amazing, like, system. They have, like, top-of-the-line yeah. specs and everything. So maybe they had to do that just physically to make this camera better probably it, it's, it needs its own little yeah but the only thing that I worry about is just like what if it, the front facing camera doesn't come up oh uh, yes because it's like a little thing that just like dings out of the phone it's like, so like what if that like what if like something smacks into that and it yeah. just breaks off the whole camera and then how do you do I guess I guess with cases you have to have a hole for that or something yeah exactly so you have to have another little slot for it interesting yeah wow. yeah I, I'm on the, the track now I used to always get the new phone and I'm just like I'm just generations behind yeah. I just, I'm good. Yeah, right. I don't need the high Because, like, that's the way that I think. You don't need to get a new phone, like, every year. So, no. like, for phones, like, maybe every, like, four, yeah. like, three, four years, like, you can you can get a new phone. Yeah. You don't need to stay on top because, like, they're not really, like, increasing it that no. much. Like, for even for my phone, the Huawei, the Huawei P20, like, yeah. for the new one up, it's, like, they increased, like, the battery capacity by, like, 200. Yeah. The cameras are like a little bit like better the front facing ones yeah. are a little bit better but it's just like it's just a tiny bit better but if you were to like go four or five years into the future yeah. right now like that would be a completely well, different yeah. like maybe tenfold of like the difference between it because that's what we're that's what the like we're seeing right now with yeah. like all these phone companies are pretty much competing with like who's got the better specs oh yeah and i feel like that's a really interesting thing because it's like who's going to get to like the bigger battery capacity who's going to get to like the better camera yeah. who's going to get to like the better system yeah and i like that kind of competition that they're doing with each other and yeah. like, i think that's why apple's losing because all these androids yeah. are competing with each other they're not yeah. even competing with apple they're just competing with each other well it's kind of like with netflix right like yeah. apple sort of set the bar yeah and netflix set the bar with like streaming and everything oh, yeah. and you have like Every like CBS, NBC, all the HBO yeah. have their own things. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just like it's just they're doing their own cable. It's, yeah. We're getting cable back over again. Yeah, but Disney Plus comes out and goes, "Cool, hold yeah. my beer. We're gonna take all our stuff back and yeah. have all these new content." And Netflix is basically resting on the fact that okay, we have original movies, we have mm-hmm. original content, but we're gonna lose the majority of like popular theatrical stuff, popular TV shows. Yeah. So that's why you get keep like pumping up those oh, Netflix yeah. originals. Like Amazon has their own originals. Yeah, and it's true. So it's like the stand-ups have been like crazy on like oh, Netflix, yeah. and like a lot of them are like people love watching those stand-up. 
I like, love shows. It. So it's just like that's something that we got to do. Oh like, yeah. I think, it, I think it's pretty like crazy. Like it's pretty bananas that like people like <laughs> I want to throw that yeah. there. Right. I think it's pretty bananas that like people like so many like comedians are just like getting their own Netflix special. And yeah. It's like the easy. It's so easy to even just like record yourself and create oh, yeah. like an amazing special that you can just like throw oh, yeah. throw on uh, on Netflix. It's it's so great. I love the fact they're doing also like half hour specials because mm-hmm. I find a lot of the time unless you're killing it. Yeah. Um, attention span is like a oh. half hour in and the rest okay let's see if it's good or not yeah but like um, like with tiffany haddish and like her yeah. her group of uh, friends that did that yeah. i thought that was a great idea i'm like man imagine if we did something like that like yeah. around here and just oh, like yeah. went to like it's got a couple people together hey do like 10 15 minutes we're gonna like put this uh, all together we're gonna have like oh, yeah. a bunch of people and just like bump out like a nice like hour and a half special that would be great right and i love the fact that like, it used to be HBO and Comedy Central used to be, like, the main hubs for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, now it's, like, you have HBO, you have Netflix, huge. Amazon Prime has a bunch of good specials on there, too. Mm-hmm. And even, like, sitcoms about stand-up comedy are blowing up. Like, I was I was loving Crashing when mm-hmm. I was on the air. Yeah. And that's off the air now. And I've been, now, me and my girlfriend have got into The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Okay. And, like, even having, like, not even specials, but shows about comedians. Mm-hmm. Just, it's just, it's so great to see. Yeah. I've been watching, like, a lot of, um, like just documentaries about like oh, comedians yeah. like on like Amazon and Netflix and everything because I'm I'm really like interested to see like how the other comedians kind of like build themselves up. Oh yeah. So there was one that I was watching. It was about like the comic strip. Okay. Um and so they were kind of like oh who were the comedians that were like getting started up and yeah and it was like Eddie Murphy you oh, had, wow. like, Jerry Seinfeld and it's like the guy the owners that that did it they kind of like brought these people here and it's just like if you were if you were good enough. And you could go on like every night and do every night at that's the comic so strip. Cool. So that's how they did it. It's just like oh, nice. that's something that I think like I really want to do is like be able to get to a show. It's just like every time I go, like I I can get on like no problem at all. Yeah. And I feel like that that would be really cool. And it's like that's what I'm looking for right now is like getting more like accessible to like book shows. Yeah. Rather than open mics, like open mics are good, but it's like it's those book shows that you really like ultimately want to go for. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just reaching out to people and like yeah. It's, Every open mic I go to, I, I, I find that I, I'm doing well, I'm growing, but like every book show I find is just a, a bigger step in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. Just the, the experience of doing a book show is tenfold to an open oh, mic. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say something, but I completely like blanked. But the way that I, okay, hold on, I got this. Yeah. So the way that I see like with like booker, like people that book shows and yeah. everything, it's just like, or like anywhere, like open yeah. mics, it's like, those are like, um... Uh, the kings of the castles. Yeah. And then you have the comedians that are like the pros or whatever. Yeah. Those are like the knights. And yeah. then you're pretty much like the peasant at the bottom. Yeah. So it's just like, it's good to like talk to the king and yeah. like be friends with the king more than like be friends with the knights. Like the knights yeah. can actually get you like certain places. Yeah. But the kings are the ones that like, are the kings of the castle. Oh yeah. So it's just like, if you want to get to into a castle, you have to talk to the king and like be friends with the king. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, yeah, all the time. Like I've always... I've been really good about reaching out to people now and just being like, hey, this is who I am and stuff. And, yeah. like, sometimes you get nothing back, but that's, that's, yeah. that's, not, that's the worst that can happen. Okay. Exactly. The worst that can happen is, no, they really don't say yeah. anything at all. But then you get a bunch of books and book shows, and, like, it's 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 great to, to do that. And I totally agree. Like, I've been focused on, and I, I met a lot of great comedians, and, mm-hmm. and we go to open mics together, but, like, we're all kind of in the same boat. Yeah. You know, all she's talking about the king. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's what you got to do. You got you to gotta talk to people... Not just add them on Facebook and just like ignore them completely. No, uh, you have to actually like make a connection. With them. You have to. Yes. You have to make a connection with them. You have to keep that connection strong. Yeah. And you also have to be a nice guy. Yeah. Like I don't know if you've seen like oh, um, yeah. um, like the Booker show that happened at Yuck Yucks, but they were talking about like if you haven't seen it, um, no. check out like the Tea Suck group. I um I put like a 
Somebody put like a YouTube video, but I, I tagged it in like oh, somebody sweet. else's okay. latest post because they were looking for like, oh, what is like a clean show? Like, you know, Nick Fernandez? Yeah. Yeah, so he posted on like, he's like, oh, like, okay. what's that understanding of like doing a clean show? Yeah. So like, um, they recorded like what these bookers actually look for. So like, one of them is like being like clean. It's just like not saying a whole bunch of like F-bombs okay. and all that stuff. It's just like actually having like, like TV clean. Like, look at any comedians that they do like TV yes. clean. That's exactly what they're looking for. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, that's something that you really want to strive for because you can make, like, I've been hearing this a lot, like, you can make a clean, a clean jerk dirt, uh, dirty, but you can't make a dirty joke yes. clean. Exactly. So, uh, so. That's so interesting because even now, like, I straddle, I do some blue humor, but I try to do it in a way that isn't gross. Is yeah. that the wrong word for it? But, like, and with TV now, because I don't watch TV, I don't know what TV standard is anymore. Like, yeah. Like the old George Carlin bit of like, here are the seven things you can't see on TV. Mm-hmm. Are, are, are most of them but like, on TV now? But you gotta also think, like, once you get to a certain level, you yeah. can really just say whatever you That's want. That's true. That's true. It's like Dave Chappelle it, yeah. smoking on stage. Exactly, yeah. Or like his latest Netflix special, yes. like Sticks of the Stones. Yes. Like, he had a lot of controversial stuff yeah. that he was talking about. A lot of people got angry. Of course. But a lot of people still liked it. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's comedy in a way. I mean, people got offended, have the right to be offended, and... Mm-hmm. It's understandable why they're offended. You have the right to be offended, but if you know what a comedian is about, don't go see them. You can't just go see Dave Chappelle and be like, I hate Dave Chappelle. I'm going to tell everybody how much his Netflix special. If you hate him, you're not required to watch any of this stuff. There's so much content online right now that you don't have to complain. No, you don't. And people seek out this stuff to get offended mm-hmm. and to react to it and stuff and it's part of their identity and yeah. I get that too but like it's not mine and I agree you, I think you should he said, so he said, he said yeah. special he yeah. said like don't click on my stuff you don't want to hear yeah. this stuff yeah and end of the day they're jokes mm-hmm. like they're I, I we, we make fun of the things that people normally wouldn't make fun of but that's what comedians have so always that, done that's, that's, what, that's what comedy is it's yeah. like that's how we do it it's oh, just yeah. like yeah comedy is gonna evolve because we're talking about what's happening in today yeah. That's what comedy... That's the only thing about what comedy is. It's like, what's happening today that we can make fun of? Yeah. And, I, like, that's, like, slowly, like, dwindling down with everybody, like, getting all PC and everything. It's yeah. just like, no, it's like, when you're doing that, like, yeah, obviously you don't want to talk about, like, stuff that, like, rape or... No. You don't want to talk about, like, you want to be careful about what you talk about. Yes. But, like, stuff that's... You want to be, like, more in tune with you. Yeah, you do. And understand also, the audience needs to know that everything you say isn't how you feel all the time mm-hmm. or what your truth is like I, I have bits about my girlfriend in my set and every time she comes to my set she tells her friends like none of this is true yeah because none of it is true but mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just I'm trying to make people laugh yeah exactly and that's my end goal I'm not trying mm-hmm. to make fun of her or do anything malicious. Oh, yeah. it's just like I'm just trying to make people laugh it's exactly like, I'm laugh. the same thing with like my girlfriend too like yeah. I make fun of her in some of my yeah. in some of my jokes yeah too and um, like one funny joke that I I actually just like discovered it while I was like being intimate with her it's yeah. just like you know how when you're like at a like um, orthodontist and yeah. like you're looking at like they're doing like the uh, the ice thing yeah. and they're like oh like what's number one like what's number two yeah. so it's just like I kind of relate that to like oh like uh, for guys who don't know how to make a girl orgasm yeah. it's kind of like just you have one thing communication so it's just like you got to do it when you're like rubbing them it's like number one or number two number one number two and then you have to go to speed so you have to be like number three number four exactly. number three number four so it's just like. I had that joke. I thought it was pretty funny, <laughs> but I found out I found out doing that joke just like being intimate with her, and it's yeah. just like it's just funny because like that's the, that's the best funny. way to like come up with jokes is just like talking to people and just like realizing like well, yeah. this is this is actually kind of funny. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's all about finding the line. Like, yeah. what is the line? What is the line of like the laugh and the groan? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, where where is that line? Where do you get to? But I like I like those those groans that turn into the laugh yeah. because they're like, oh, and they're like, <laughs> okay, I I get it. It's like really funny because yeah. you get that visual in in their head. Yeah. And they're like thinking about it a little bit more, and they're like, yeah. okay, this is actually pretty clever. <laughs> but even with like the whole TV clean thing. Yeah. Uh, coming back to that, it's just like with with that, you're like. The way that, like, TV clean should be, it's like, obviously, yeah, like, no F-bombs, like, yeah. specific words that you can't say, but what they're actually looking for is just, like, say those words, but, like, say a different word. Like, look in the thorosaurus. Yeah. Like, what can you change to kind of, like, as, like, a euphemism or something like that? You yeah. Wanna, you want to change it so that the audience, kind of, like, like, if you watch any animated movie, yeah. you always know there's always that, like, yes. adult humor that's, like, that's snuck in there yeah. that the kids will never pick up on, but you know, and you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. that's really dirty. And in a way, it's also, it forces you to be more clever. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of using, like, the F-bomb or whatever word that's the obvious choice, can mm-hmm. you do it in a way that's more clever and challenge yeah. yourself as a, a joke writer or a comedian to actually, mm-hmm. you know, because I do agree, like, t- taking a, a clean joke and making it dirty is easy, but taking a dirty joke and making it clean is it's gonna be impossible. Because you're, like, you're constantly thinking, like, oh, it's, it's really dirty. It's like, how am I gonna clean this up if it's like, yeah. if it was made to be dirty? And if you do clean it up and you do find that clever way, is mm-hmm. is the dirt the mm-hmm. thing that really gives it the punch? Yeah. Like, is that sort of like a going, be crossing the line so far where it's like that the audience doesn't see it coming or it's, it's so beyond their comprehension? Mm-hmm. So do you, does it lose its essence, I guess? And like, uh, right. and Seinfeld's really big on like, Clean. Oh yeah. Super clean. Super clean. Very and, observational. Yeah. And like, just, I love the way that he just like picks up like the smallest things, yeah. and you're like, Oh yeah. What? Like, how did you even see this? I, but I, it's just like, oh, it's it, those constant like observations too. It's just like the, the moment you see something weird, just like just comment about it, like yeah. write it out. And the one thing that I I always see like comedians who's just like, oh, how do you like write your jokes or whatever? Like, what what do you use? Do you use like pads? Do you yeah. like or use your phone? It's just like use whatever you you oh, use yeah. to make it comfortable. It's just like I use everything. Like okay. I use my phone. I like type out like just like the premise of like what I thought was funny. Cause yeah. I'm gonna revisit it later, and then like I'll write it out like on my pad. I'll do it. so like right now. I'm gonna be doing like the whole premise, like yeah. set up punchline, everything. I add all the tags. Yeah. But then like when it comes to like actually doing my set, like I'll just write up like a little like the little tag for yeah. for what the whole joke is about, yeah. so that I know I go from like this tag to this tag to this tag in a good way. Like I don't know if you're doing this right now, yeah. but a good way of like the way that I try to like remember my sets. Yeah is I try to create, like, a story out yeah. of, like, the taglines for each joke. Okay. So it's just, like, just create, like, a funny story of, like, whatever it is. So, like, one of my one of my um, stories that I did for, like, um, one of my sets was just, like, like I talk about being laid off, and yeah. then I have, like, a joke where I talk about, like, I ain't no cheapo. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm a, not, I, I ended up getting replaced by, like, Chang Ho's. <laughs> so then I, I'm, like, oh, like, so I laid off, like, Chang Ho. I go into, like, smoking, because, like, I smoked at the at the... Like I smoked weed at my at the job that I was at that that I, I ended up getting laid off. Fired, at. Yeah. yeah, so uh, so going into that, so I was just like I was like laid off like Chang Ho, who was like a responsible stoner who like held smoking guns because I have a gu- like a gun joke that I really yeah. do, and it's just like creating like a story out of like the taglines, just so it's just like you're you know exactly where the story is going to be going. Yeah, so you have all your your ends to each thing, mm-hmm. and you always make sure you hit your punches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, because I mean, it is important to have your 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 lead-in, so the, the information for the audience. But if mm-hmm. your punchline isn't there, it's just yeah, scrambling on stage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Um, going back to Seinfeld for a minute, mm-hmm. I, uh, I I followed Queens and Cars Getting Coffee and Crackle. Oh, I love that. And then I love that. So I was much. a late adopter to Netflix. I got it like maybe like a year and a bit ago. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, nah, I'm good. And I just did like this summer or yeah. up until now. Actually, I basically rewatched the entire series and all the stuff I missed. Mm-hmm. And just watching him with other other comedians is so in- inspiring and seeing a different way. 
they they speak to him and there's mm-hmm. different styles and how he they sort of like trade information and yeah. like it's just so fascinating that's what I love about it and that's kind of like what I'm doing here like, yeah like, honestly yeah. being yeah, on the, being on a couch comedians on a couch talking about comedy that's <laughs> close enough right yeah I was thinking about doing one where it's just like comedians and cars getting to the gig it's like what do comedians like just get a bunch of comedians together in a car and just literally like shoot the shit that, while, that's we, while you get to like a gig and I've done that too I've gotten like like uh, buddy of mine's comedian taking rice together and mm-hmm. like it's it's kind of nice to go to the set together and like, right. and, like talk about the show mm-hmm. what you're gonna do and like yeah it'd be a nice thing it's fun it's fun that's what I love doing about it yeah I was gonna say something else but I completely forgot where we were going with this I interrupted with Seinfeld it's okay Seinfeld is awesome I love yeah. Seinfeld if you haven't seen comedians in cars getting coffee watch it amazing it's just like just seeing like comedians and like their natural element oh yeah oh and I've, even even um pretty interrupt you uh, yeah. your documentary comedian mm-hmm. is that thing also got me the spark to the comedy having yeah. rewatched that again with Orny Adams and mm-hmm. him both on the up yeah. uh, doing comedy just yeah spectacular mm-hmm. watch that some of the comedians that he actually had on the show were yeah. like pretty cringeworthy like um, oh, yeah. that one YouTube star that that um, I think it's Miranda Sings or something she is she on SNL now I think too maybe not no that's Lily Singh okay sorry Lily Singh yeah is she the one who did the voice the entire the character the entire show yeah the show? entire the entire and show and she was just like of... oh yeah like this isn't who I really am I just do it for like oh, okay, the people yeah. and I'm just like I'm thinking I'm like oh my god why are you doing this you're with Jerry Seinfeld he's he, he I, I would imagine like because he's with them for eight yeah. hours out of the day yeah. to get the whole like 15 minute episode I thought the same thing when I watched that I'm like because a lot of them just don't do their bits and don't do the persona on yeah. the show they're kind of just wherever they are yeah but comedy is so... so I mean, if she yeah. writes really appeals to, like, a younger audience, oh, yeah, if for I'm sure. right, like, yeah. she's sort of... Maybe it's... I bet they did it on purpose. Like, Jerry... I, I feel like it, Would have called her out, probably. I, but, like, even looking at his, like, facial expressions during the entire episode, it was just, like, so cringy, and it's just like, yeah. why are you being, like, just be your normal <laughs> self? Like, I just want to talk to you as a normal person. It may have been part of the bit, because yeah. even with, um... Between Two Ferns, Zach Galifianakis... Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, you know... That was yes. the entire thing. It's just like he's just making fun of them, and they're like playing, or they're, yeah, they're making it seem like true. oh, like you're you're just really a dick, and they're kind yeah. of like shooting jokes back and forth. Yeah, that's true. I mean, a lot. I mean, a lot of the comedians on there aren't my favorite. Yeah, but I think it's just comedy in general. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, there's people I love. There's comedians that I don't find very funny, and I have friends who just adore. Yeah. It's so like, who's your top comics, and like who do you who do you not like that normal people would like? What I don't like is escaping my escaping my brain. He wrote for SNL. He has a There's so many people that write for he SNL. He wears a suit on John Mulaney. Oh, John Mulaney. Okay. I just I don't, don't like him? I've seen I think a couple of his specials. Yeah. So I don't like him. I think it's the wrong way to say it. I just and I just don't jive with his yeah. his performance. Like mm-hmm. the way he speaks, his, his punchlines. Doesn't do it for me. Yeah. But I have friends who love it, and I'm like I get that. Like mm-hmm. there's shows I love that people hate. Yeah. But for comedy comedians that I love, like I mean. It's so hard because like there's a staple like the Chappelle's, Chris yeah. Rock's, um, Seinfeld's. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Kevin Hart? Every time I bring this up to like comedians I, here, they're like, I hate Kevin Hart. I, I'm a big fan. I saw him live in the Comedy Cellar in New York. Oh okay. I went there. Did you, was that the irresponsible tour? Yeah, it was just yeah. before that. Oh, I think. Oh okay. So I oh maybe it was the, the tour before that. Anyway, I went there to Comedy yeah. Cellar, and I love going there in New mm-hmm. York. And I've been there three times, and twice I've had like actual mainstream comedians come in and do sets so he yeah. came in and did a set and killed mm-hmm. um, and then the last time I went Amy Schumer showed up and did a yeah. set and she killed mm-hmm. and I have friends who hate her too yeah. and I'm like I, she's funny yeah. do I can't but like didn't she have like that whole like 
um, thing that came out where it's just like she was just taking other people's jokes and just kind of like it seemed like she was just feminizing them like take, putting them in like a female perspective my understanding with that and I'm, yeah. it's very limited probably but yeah. I, she had the show Inside Amy Schumer mm -hmm. and what was happening as far as I know is her writers yeah. were the ones going to like the back of comedy clubs and taking oh, bits okay. so I mean you can say, oh, she should know, but like, how, I mean, I did a bit recently, mm -hmm. and uh, not recently, a while ago, and someone else did a similar joke recently, and I'm like, well, yeah. the joke's so obvious. Mm -hmm. It's not even great, but I mean, like, it's, it's, it happens. Even last night, I saw, I saw um, a guy do a joke that was at a, an opener did a couple weeks ago, I saw it. Okay. And it's just like, I, I doubt they're stealing, but yeah. it's just sort of commonplace. But yeah, but like, yeah, there's only so many, like, certain, like, premises that you can use, and, like, yeah. people are going to, like, mix it. Yeah. I actually have a joke that's very similar to Bill Burr. Like the yeah. Gilbert's like Paper Tiger special yeah. that came out. Like, oh, the very special. Yeah, the very the new special. He has a he's a joke where he talks about like people complaining, and about like the casting that happens in movies. Yes. So he was talking about that. Yeah. He, he mentioned like yeah he mentions Kevin Hart and then Brian Cranston and the Upside, and he was talking about like how like people were complaining about the casting for Brian Cranston. Yeah. I actually have a similar joke about that whole process about like how people are complaining about casting. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, I mentioned Scarlett Johansson, yeah, but I also go into like. Like, I, I ended up going into, like, whole Brian Cranston and Kevin yeah. Hart thing as well. So I'm like, I can't even do that joke anymore. Yeah. Like, even the beginning of that joke anymore because, like, because he has it out. And it's just like, I'm going to look like a hack if I'm like, oh, Bill Burr, that's Bill Burr's joke. Like, you can't use that. That's so funny because I, I was funny last night. I that's kind of a similar joke. This is with friends talking. Yeah. Not on stage or anything about Al Pacino playing a black person instead of a woman. Yeah. And, like, I didn't, I, now it comes back to me like, oh, I did, it's, not saying that the premise is easy, but saying, like, that's a common thing. Yeah. Ah, oh, you have Bill Burr uh, like material, right? Nice. That's what I like. Is I, I even had like something that Kevin Hart was on too as nice. well. Um, I think it was like uh, his special like laugh at my pain. It was one of the I can't remember oh, yeah. the joke specifically, but I had like a similar like joke like lit like written out almost exactly yeah. like the way that he had it written out. And I'm like, shit. Like once like once you know that you have like you're on the pathway of like the way that other comedians Hell think. Yeah. I think that's like a great thing. Like don't see it as like oh shit they like they stole my they stole my joke. No. Think of it as just like you're on the right like path. Like, yeah thinking that the way that they do because it's just like it's a very unique style the way that comedians think oh yeah and you and can, it, yeah I, I totally agree it's mm -hmm. like, a way of thinking it's like hey you've done that now duplicate that mm -hmm. strength multiple times and you're you're almost there yeah exactly yeah that's what I like about it so yeah so those are my comedians what uh, what do you Kevin Hart is, is one of my like yeah. that's what I hate about like when people are like oh I hate Kevin Hart but I'm like the amount oh, of God. energy and work he's put into getting oh, to where he is right now he's a he Joe Rogan has a great line where he's like, Joe Rogan's like a workaholic and I'm yeah. a big fan and he's like, he's like, he exhausts me. Yeah. With the Rock. Like, cause yeah. Oh, The Rock especially, like... <sighs> you may not like the humor, fair mm -hmm. enough. And I, like, he's energetic and yeah. I, I've been a fan of Kevin Hart since... Have you ever seen the show Undeclared? Undeclared? I don't think so, no. Have you seen Freaks and Geeks? No. Okay, do you know Judd Apatow? Yeah, yeah. So... So, is he directed? So, yeah, he... Yeah, okay. He... Uh, there's a show Freaks and Geeks, great mm -hmm. show, you check it out. Um, yeah. Seth Rogen was on it okay. really, and like, James Franco and a huge starting block for a lot of young actors. Okay. Like, I think it was like late 90s, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And then that got cancelled within a season, so Undeclared came next, and Kevin Hart was in two episodes. Okay. And I, back then I recognized the talent. Like, mm -hmm. it was so funny. And then he disappeared for a while. Yeah. Did, like Soul Plane and stuff, never saw that. Yeah. And then when he came back, I think it was 40 Year Old Virgin. Mm -hmm. He was like a customer, like the Oh yeah, company. and he was a customer that and I was like, the other black guy. guy. <laughs> yeah. He's so funny. And like, ever since, I've been a huge fan. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about him. It's just like he has so much energy. He's yeah. he's trying so hard to just like make his life just like the best because he wanted to be the yeah. best stand up comedian. He literally got to being the best stand up comedian. Yeah, he. That's the hustle I admire, and like mm -hmm. the fact that he, 
he still works out and has the family and all yeah. this stuff. He all cares about, he has like all these values. He has these, yeah. four, like, um, that's the way that I've been listening to like a lot of Tony Robbins. It's like, yeah. every, you have a standard of life yeah. in like every like aspect, like spiritual, you have it in, uh, like, uh, um, like relationships, yeah. like any, any aspect, like your work, yeah. you have a standard of, li- of like living. Yeah. So if you, if you have like a shitty like McDonald's job right now, like, what is your standard of living? Do you really want to work at that shitty McDonald's right. li- uh, job for, like, all your life? Or do you want to, like, increase your standard? So if you put that on a scale of, like, 1 to 10, what is that McDonald's job? Is it at 1? Is it at, like, 9? Yeah. Like, where do you see yourself? Oh, yeah. And I'm, like, with Kevin Hart right now, like, I see him, like, with all his standard of, like, living. It's, like, everything's at, like, 10 right now. Like, yeah. he, he's, he got to where he wanted to be, and, like, he knew that he was going to get there. Yeah, he has a great line. He's, like, it was, like, a 20-year... Overnight success, yeah. what he says. Yeah. Like it's, it wasn't instant. He made he, these comedians might come from nowhere to the average person. Mm-hmm. What's the average person? But people who don't follow. Yeah, because because you, yeah, you're not really following them. Yeah. They just pop out of nowhere, and you're like, who is this person, and why are they so funny? And then you go back to like their earlier stuff, and you're like, what the shit? Like, yeah, where did this come from? There's so many great comedians that I, I follow on YouTube mm-hmm. that are, you know, they're on the the brink, like mm-hmm. Theo Vaughn and Andrew Santino, all these these guys. Like, yeah. I I I kind of follow, and I'm like, yeah, they're yeah. so close. Uh, to be the next thing, and even comedians like that, you know, Brian Callen. Yes, yes. Yeah, oh, and I like just, I've seen some of his specials. I've like he's fantastic. And he was on Mad TV, and mm-hmm. like he hit a lull and stuff, but like he's on the comeback. I think. Yeah. Um, and like it's just so ad- ad- admirable. These guys are they're so close. Mm-hmm. The people, the world just needs to see these people blow more, up. Yeah. 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 Uh, I like I like that a lot. It's just like when you actually see that progression, and like even even in like local comedians here. Like, oh yeah. Do, do you know Mike Rita? I have heard the name. I have yeah, a, I so he's like a huge like stoner comedian, and yeah. like he's been touring around like uh, around Canada a yeah. lot, and like he's he's literally about to fucking like blow up out of Canada. Like I, I feel personally, like he's he's getting onto that point. That's amazing. Yeah, and like another comedian that I know, uh, Nigel Nigel Grinstead. That name also sounds familiar. He's a, he's a guy with a unibrow, kind of looks oh, like a yeah, like a yeah. redneck kind of like yeah. character. He's a fucking hilarious comedian, and like he went off to, uh, he went off to do um. I think Just for Laughs oh, uh, nice. into that, and then um, he didn't end up getting it, um, but he ended up being on um, um, this hour is twenty two minutes, being a writer for them. Oh great! So I'm just like, even if you don't get to like where you want, you're, something else is gonna happen. There's, there's, in life, I've learned this from many jobs. There's mm-hmm. no clear path or anything. Oh yeah. There's no like do this, 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 you're mm-hmm. good. Like just back, do the thing you love. Yeah. Do the thing you love, and everything else will fall into place. Like back in the day, comedians, it was a sitcom. That mm-hmm. was what you wanted to build up your set. Get a sitcom and you're good. Mm-hmm. And now with podcasts and being able to, to manage yourself with Instagram and Twitter and stuff, you can yeah. sell out stuff without having to do that. Mm-hmm. You can make money other ways. It's just the evolution of it. And getting a gig on that writing show is one way to get yourself out there again. Yeah, yeah. I think it's crazy. Like it's, it's really like bananas. Like just getting on that like a show like that. Yeah. I think I don't know if I would want to get on a show like that because like I would want to be like the face. Yes. That's what I. That's what I'm more like into. It's just like being the face of it. Like yeah. I, I would re- still write my own stuff, but I would still want to like be the face of it. Yeah. No, I get that too. Yeah. You know, it's like when I used to do improv. It was like you're always you're always about making the other person look better because mm-hmm. it's a it's a, you're building. Yeah, it's a like the yes and yes, yeah. yes and like you always yes and everybody. Yes. <laughs> the rule is, you always yes and and mm-hmm. never try to be funny. Mm-hmm. You force it, it doesn't come out. Yeah, exactly. And with stand-up, it's completely opposite. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a selfish endeavor. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you support other comedians, and you, you should never tear them down. And mm-hmm. you, like I've seen shows where they don't clap for other comedians like that. There's a yeah. weird like tension. Yeah, exactly. If they, if they have like a personal grudge towards. Yeah, them. if you're going up there and you're performing, you get all my respect. Yeah, I love the, I love seeing like those comedians, and it's like, 
they don't like whoever's like up on stage, so they kind of like force out a, like a laughter, oh, yeah. and like nobody else is laughing. It's like, what are you doing, man? Like, it's it's it's, it's a it's a weird thing of competition. Mm-hmm. The competition's good. I mean, you yeah, want that. You good. want that, but you don't but you, want you to want be... to be you want to be good to everybody though. Like, well, of that's, course, that's the thing. It's just like nice will get you a lot further than being a dick, and that's the thing. Like yeah. with the bookers yeah. that we were talking about earlier, it's just like they're looking for people that are nice. Like if you're if you're nice, but like you're okay funny, they'll pick you over somebody who's really funny but a complete dick. Yeah, because if you're nice, you'll probably show up. You won't yeah. bail on the show. Mm-hmm. You'll show up on time. Yeah. You, yeah, you'll be easy to work with. I mean, what, what do people want? Easy to work with. Yeah, exactly. Easy to work with. Mm-hmm. That's for you guys. Easy to work with. Don't be a dick. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, do you have any actually uh, upcoming shows that you want I, to I have one coming up. I'm doing uh, Comedy Capo at 120 Diner. That is actually, I was actually going like, to ask a question. Like, what is your, like, top room that you would recommend for people to go and like it's good that you actually mentioned like the whole yeah. comedy kapow because that one's that one's going like selling out shows like all the time right it's now it's great uh, Ernie runs it yeah. he's a great guy great comedian super nice really funny mm-hmm. uh, follow him on Instagram Facebook he posts his own little, little blog thing or yeah. inspire every, every yeah, inspire, week yeah. or so it's great yeah so I'm doing the first of November comedy kapow it's all I got right now yeah 120 diner I did it last night for make me laugh it's, okay. a, it's a great room oh yeah, yeah. I've, great... Been on, I've been on that one a couple times yeah. and it's really good like Mandy Goodhandy yeah she yeah. wasn't there last yeah, night yeah okay she, I think she had something to do but Jordan Pines was there right She he was hosting okay. um, there was someone else doing the judging though okay. um, that's a great room mm-hmm. it's always packed it's always fun oh yeah um what else have I done? Uh, I did Comedy Gold. That was fun. It's Comedy Gold, yeah. Fun Every room. Saturday. Yeah, that's a fun room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yuck Yucks I did. That was a lot of fun. That was more just like being in, I don't want to say an actual comedy club, but it was like an actual comedy yeah, club. Yeah, it was an actual comedy club. Like, yeah, it felt like you were actually... It felt... felt like the real thing. Yeah, it felt um, like I was doing... Yeah, I was doing it. Like, yeah. oh, I'm doing this now. I did, I did Absolute once mm-hmm. years ago, and that was really fun. I'm trying to get on that show still. Yeah. Um, do you have any like upcoming ones that you have right now? Just just the one uh, comedy Cabal on the first. Just, okay, so guys, if you want to check out, him, yeah, comedy Cabal. I promise you'll kind of laugh. Yeah, yeah. From what, what shows do I have upcoming? I don't even know. I don't even know. No. I have sh- I have some shows. Like I post I post all my shows okay. up on, on um, but I one show that I have coming up in November. It's in uh, Mississauga. It's oh, with nice. Quincy Martin. If you've heard about him. No, I haven't, but it's my uh, town, though. Hell yeah? yeah. Mississauga? Mississauga. Nice. Uh, yeah, my girlfriend actually lives in Saga, like, right by uh, Square One. Oh, nice. One yeah. of those, like, condos? Yeah, or? like, pretty much. Like, there's there's so many condos around Square oh, One. Yeah. Like, right now they're building, like, ten more that are, like, right next to her. Yeah. So there's so much construction going on. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I'm going to be doing a Quincy Martin show on November 8th at the Cabana Lounge. Oh, sweet. That's a really good show. Like, definitely message Quincy and be like, yo, can you, like, put me on one of your shows? Because he only does it, like, once a month. Okay. But it's a nice, like, cool show to, nice. to go out and try. We're trying to, like, build up more audience there as well. Yeah, I'm doing more of that reaching out versus the same spot, please. Yeah. On Facebook. I, think, I mean, for me, it hasn't worked once, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Right? That's so, great. yeah, like, reaching out is definitely, like, a, a really good thing to do. Um, I don't even know if I have any other more. If you guys want to find out any other <laughs> shows that I'm going to be doing, just follow me. I have like I'll have like our um, our banners going in with like our nice. like a little tag that we have, so I'll create one for you too. Sweet. But for people that are listening to audio and don't know how to read, what is your what is your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is the Sean Small T H E S H A U N S M A L L. Perfect. And you guys can follow me at it's Jeremy Fisher. Um, 
I'll have that banner going nice. on. It'll be nice and nice and good. But guys, like, uh, thank you so much. Hey, thank you time. so much for coming on, and thank you guys for listening to this amazing, amazing podcast. I'm, I'm really glad that you came out. Yeah, that we had a nice little chat definitely. Uh, going on here. It was really, it was really insightful. It actually got like really hot in here for some reason. Like, I'm like sweating so much, so <laughs> profusely, like underneath this. But like, I, I'm glad we got through it, uh, guys. Every Monday. Um, check us out 9 a.m. in the morning. Um, I have a lot of great uh, comedians that are going to be coming in November, which I'm very excited about. I'm very excited. Quincy Martin's going to be one of them. Yeah, you have Paul Schmidt coming up. I have Paul Schmidt coming up. Oh, guy. Oh, what a yeah. guy. Paul, Sch- uh, Paul Schmidt's going to be next week's. Um, so uh, tune in. Uh, guys, it's been bananas. Yes, it has. Yes, let's peel bananas. out, guys. <laughs>